you can't really predict what's happening in the future. So you're kind of kind of ignorant. And so if you look at like economics from like a a micro level. So if you look at like the real estate example I gave earlier, as far as like no one knows what's going to happen with home prices, like a COVID or something may hit. So that's when you look at like real estate or assets from a a micro level. But if you look at stuff from a a macro level as well, like no one knows what's going to happen on it from a a, a huge economic standpoint. So it's important to to me to diversify things, whether it's like real estate, whether it's investing in you know, your stock your stock portfolio. Welcome to the Share the Wealth Show, where minority professionals can learn to escape the racial wealth gap and catapult themselves into abundance. Your host, Nicole Pendergrass, grew her net worth from being negative to multiple six figures. Join her on her investigative mission to expose secret strategies of the wealthy so we can all have the tools needed to build the life and legacy we were created to possess. Now it's time for the show. Hey guys, so we're back again. I need you go back to the previous episode and listen to that first and then come back and join us here today. You need to hear the whole conversation. This is why we split into two parts. There's so many nuggets. It's so juicy. Go back and listen to the first part. So uh, one question then, and uh, we need to, we'll be wrapping up in a second, but a lot of people vet, like there's so many people who post online, post on social media, and they have like great online presence and a lot of followers and their reels are like on point and everything got the great music behind it. They just know how to pre present everything. And they're so passionate when they talk, but how do you really vet who knows their stuff and who's just like saying, and the, and the other thing is a lot of times in short content, you can't put all the details. It's too yeah. much to fit into the short content. So sometimes you have to just give an overview. Actually, most of the times, give an overview so people can like at least get the concept of it. But how do people like just scrolling and trying to find information really know if somebody they're following is being for real or just like blowing hot air and giving uh, inaccurate information? So the answer is you got to do some work on your own. Like buying a home is going to be the biggest purchase that most people make ever in their life. So you got to do some, your due diligence. I'd say, for instance, like one of my, my favorite things online is when folks will like post an article and there'll be a headline and they'll just point at the article and not really explain it or they'll read the article and then it's like, okay, so what you should do, like if someone does that, like the the, the name of the article is there. Like Here, look go up. to Google and look at the article and actually read it um, and just see, see what the article actually says. And so like, I don't know what I see people do that. Like I've, I'd say 70, 80% of the people that do that, I know they never read the article because the headline is typically hyperbolic to get people to click on the, the article. And yeah. then you'll see in the article, the, the real meat of the article. And also you want to go and you probably want to do, do this. But I do this. I'll also down at the bottom of the article, there'll be footnotes and it'll simply say, Hey, we got the source, the information from, it'll typically be like the FHFA uh, site or Fannie Mae or something like that actually go look at the information to, to verify for yourself it seems like a lot of work but once again this is the biggest financial decision of your life like you're going to have to do a little bit of legwork and what you'll find out when you start doing this process there'll be certain people that you'll see online that don't engage in hyperbole they just put out information whether it's good or bad and 
you'll you'll start to identify like trusted sources. So like even me, like every now and then I'll see. So I remember this was maybe like uh, six, eight, maybe somewhere to six to eight months ago. I remember I saw online folks posting about this forty-year mortgage coming, and I was like, forty-year mortgage? Like I've not heard, I've not heard this at all. Like when they put told us about this at work, there's a forty-year mortgage coming down the pipe. And so what I did, there's there, there's there's a couple people online who I very highly respect their their expertise in the mortgage industry. So what I did was they were my trusted sources I had. So I went to their web, I went to their their page, and I was like, okay, they posted nothing about this. It's probably nonsense. Uh, I would also, I would also kept like Google your finished wall. I would also Google forty. I remember this thing. I would Google forty year mortgage, forty year mortgage, and the same one website kept popping up. Like it was, it was like literally only one source. Um, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but there was literally one source about this story about a forty year mortgage. It came from this small news station in Arizona. And every single article leaked back, linked back to this one story. And so I read the story and I was like, oh, this story is referencing a, a Fannie Mae um, mortgage modification guideline from like three, four months ago that they just totally misinterpreted. So the, the long story is you, you got to do some due diligence. But once you start doing it, you'll identify folks that know what they're talking about. And so you can also use them as a quick um, vetting of, of the process is, is yeah. a quick way to go about it. That's funny. I did definitely hear about the 40 year mortgage just because even in my multifamily circles, we like to look at the economic trends and what's happening. And someone, you know, I highly respect in the field. He had kind of predicted something with a 40 year mortgage would be coming mm -hmm. because just affordability and, yeah. and some kind of way to make properties more affordable. And so as soon as we saw this, we knew it was for loan modifications only. So it's not yet rolled out into actual purchases, but you know, that's something we were keeping our eye on as some, as like a possibility in the future. But for people to just like run and think like loan mods, oh, you can go buy a house. That means you don't know what a loan modification means yeah, yeah. because you have to already have the house to modify your loan. And that's only if you're like, in financial duress with the loan you already have. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, like in between the lines, like you said, you need to like know and understand the full picture or reach out to people who you respect in the field. Yeah, like I say, if somebody is explaining only the, <laughs> if someone's video is basically them reading the headline to the article, they probably have not read the article. It's just a, a, quick, <laughs> a quick tip for you guys out there. They'll, Cause they'll point out what's in the articles cause they want to sound smart if they've actually read it. But most folks don't read the articles that they're they're pointing at when they're doing their uh I've never done one of those point to the article kind of things. Um semi because I just still don't know how the IG blue screen thing works. <laughs> but the other thing uh -huh. is um I actually will will not just point to the article title. I need to be able to explain and break down what the article is about. So I'm going to figure out this IG blue screen and I'm going to do some videos point to articles and I'm going to tag you to let you know that I'm explaining the article. All right, <laughs> all right. I'm doing Right. Oh and the, my goodness. The cousin okay. of that oh. is the people that just uh do what someone else's video and, and add nothing and just, just oh they just point to the other person who's talking about that's, the that's headline. another one of my favorites. So <laughs> yeah. Well if you do one of those, then do that. I'll repost it and I'll just point at you. Well, so, so hey, I, I I do that to my own videos sarcastically now. Like if I have a good performing video, like I'll, I think one of my pin one of my pin videos is that now where I'll just I'll point at myself making a great point. So I started that's that's my uh, that's my client okay. defiance of those videos. So 
I've got like three of those so far. So I'm gonna do that now. I have to now. That sounds like hilarious. Okay, so we are actually going to move into the segment of the show that's called Digest with the Guest because our guests normally give so many juicy morsels throughout the conversation and now we want to get that last little piece to round out the meal. So Warren Buffett said that diversification is protection against ignorance and what do you think that means and is that a good or bad thing? So my interpretation of that is, well, one, ignorance is just, you know, some folks, folks not knowing. Like, if you ask me, like, hey, uh, like, my check engine light was on in my car, like, two weeks ago. I live up the hood. I look at it. I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm ignorant because I'm, I'm not a mechanic. So, like, um, I'm ignorant when it comes to uh, the, the car industry. And so when I, when I look at Warren Buffett saying ignorance, it means that you just don't know what you don't know. And also, like I gave the example earlier about, um, me not knowing that COVID was going to, and honestly, JP Morgan Chase, that's what they told us. They didn't know, I didn't know that home home price were going to, I, well, I think no one knew home price was going to go up 43% uh, yeah. when COVID hit, but you can't really predict what's happening in the future. So you're kind of, kind of ignorant. And so if you look at like economics from like a, a micro level. So if you look at like the real estate example I gave earlier, as far as like, no one knows what's going to happen with home prices, like a COVID or something may hit. So that's when you look at like, real estate or assets from a a micro level but if you look at stuff from a a macro level as well like no one knows what's going to happen on it from a a a huge economic standpoint so it's important to to me to diversify things whether it's like real estate whether it's investing in no your stock your stock portfolio to me like that uh ignorance is protection it's a protection against ignorance is a i forgot the quote sorry but (laughs) Oh, diversification. Yeah, sorry. Diversification. You want to diversify your portfolio, you know, real estate, um, stocks, because you never know what's going to be up and what's going to be down. Looking to build wealth with real estate? Are you all tapped out on YouTube University and ready to get help tailored to your specific situation and goals? Have you always known that you are a little different from the crowd, that you never liked following the status quo, and that you're just tired of living in mediocrity? You want to build wealth on your own terms outside of Wall Street? Well, you know, then maybe the Microfamily Mavericks mentorship program can help with that. It's a community where I handhold you through the process of buying your first small commercial multifamily building because not everyone is ready for 100 units out the gate. Why multifamily? Because it gives your rental income a hedge against vacancy. Imagine what happens when your single family rental tenant leaves, right? And why commercial five plus units? Because you have much more control over increasing the building's value in the commercial space and then in turn increasing your own net worth. Starting small is a stepping stone to so much more because then you can tap that equity and buy another building and another and another and you get the point. So increasing your cash flow and your ability to be job optional along the way. It's all a part of the journey. So. If you think big, but you want to start small, and if you know multifamily real estate is the way for you to open the door to building a life of freedom, abundance, and legacy, but you just need someone to guide you step-by-step, and you want to be surrounded by other people on the same journey, doing the same thing, then just click the link in the show notes to find out a little bit more about the Microfamily Mavericks, and I look forward to potentially seeing you on the inside. So now back to the show. Um, I have a, a good online friend who when crypto was going crazy, 
He sold his real estate portfolio. He went eggs and all in one basket and put it into crypto. Crypto went down, real estate went up because he did not diversify his portfolio. He got burned. Um, so you always want to make sure you're diversifying because you never know what's going to happen in, in the future is kind of how I, how I look at that. Whether whatever the asset class is, what's up may be down in a little bit and what's down may be up in a little bit. So whether you did crypto, if you were an NFT, one of those NFT boys, um, and you went all in on NFTs, like you you kind of you kind of kind of lost out. So yeah, you want to have a couple um what do you call it? Stokes, Stokes in the fire. So have one main thing, but have a couple other things in case uh, crypto crashes, real estate crashes, the stock market crashes. Um, just have, have, a, have a couple of things, a couple of things going on. Yeah. Just cause just in case your crystal ball, ball is broken. Yes. yes. Um, in the game of Monopoly, have you played Monopoly before? Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone's played Monopoly. Yes. Has okay. anyone not played Monopoly? actually yes i have had people who have not and i remember the first one and then it was a second one oh, i don't think man. i had a third one but at least two people have not played monopoly i know i was surprised <laughs> but okay boardwalk versus baltic what will be your first purchase and your strategy to win the game and why so so going back to the the earlier scenario like to me Baltic, like if you're, you're one, if you're sitting around waiting on boardwalk, that may never come. But Baltic, because it lets you once again diversify what's going on. You can buy Baltic, whatever the purple one is next to Baltic. Uh, I forget, but you can buy a couple of things: the, the orange, the yellow. But you want to be diversifying what's going on because if you're, you could go around the board ten times, never land on boardwalk, but you can buy Baltic. And you can buy a couple other things in order to give you the best opportunity to, to win and and profit. And I was, Baltic's kind of like the, the the gentrifying neighborhood, right? You just want to you want to buy low, have some other opportunities to to buy in other areas. But yeah, yeah, Baltic is 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 my move. Now if I land on boardwalk, I will buy it. But um if I had to if you're like, hey, one or the other, I'll start with Baltic because I can I can branch out and do other things based on right. that, uh, that smaller purchase. Actually, I like that because that's kind of how I am. Everyone wants like, you know, a class A building is big and sexy and nice. But for me, I like to diversify, spread my money into multiple different buckets. Mm -hmm. So I would like, I like the way you framed that because once you, if you have Baltic, you still have capital left to buy additional property. You might land on boardwalk. You have to put all your money there and now you have nothing else to, to buy something else with. Um, but yeah, I like that. All right. What does wealth mean to you? So, so wealth is wealth is money plus knowledge to me. So that you know, there's sometimes folks have money. Like everybody's heard the stat. I'm not sure we know. Like seventy or ninety percent of of lottery winners go broke. Why? Because they got the money, but typically they don't have the the knowledge. knowledge. And I'm sure we all know somebody that's super smart, reads a bunch of books. They got a bunch of knowledge, but they don't got any money. Or they may have the best business plan in the world, but they don't have any money. So. The combination of those two things is what what actually generates like wealth, right? And everyone likes to talk about a generation of wealth is like the, the the key word, but you need money, you need knowledge to 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 um to establish generation wealth. Like a kind of quick a quick story, like from my family, like my so it takes I always say it takes like two or three actual actions to build generation wealth typically. So like my grandmother purchased her home in dc like in sometime in the 60s or 70s back when you know dc was like really really uh chocolate city right back back then where nobody wanted to to live in dc now sometime around the the 80s 
my grandmother could no longer afford the property. So, so generation action number one was my grandmother purchasing the property. Generation action number two was my mother purchased the property from my grandmother. Like they didn't sell the property. They, she purchased the property from my, my grandmother allowed her to stay in the property. I think she ended up taking like a HELOC out at some point and to help fix up the property. So like that's, that's generate generational action number, number two in the family, which may not have seemed like a big deal at the time. Cause I remember like as a, as a kid, like walking through, uh, going to the house. Now it wasn't like the hood, but you know, there's a little bit of unsavory activity going on around, around, mm -hmm. around the area. And so that was like in the, in the nineties, I remember that, that neighborhood. And I remember when I got out the Navy, like in 2000, when I got out, like 2015, I remember going home to my, my grandmother's house. I hadn't been home in like 10 or 15 years, maybe 10, yeah, it's been a while, maybe 10 years at the time. And I remember driving down the street to going to my, my uh, grandma's house. And I remember looking out the window to my left and I was like, wow, the, things have really come up in this neighborhood. There's like stores and bars right there. And so you have to take a left to, to go on, to get onto the street, to go to my grandmother's house. And I remember we stopped at the stoplight and I was kind of looking to my left and I looked forward and I was like, there's a Whole Foods literally right now on the corner <laughs> where my grandmother's house is, which used to be just this, this Murray's grocery store. I remember there's like, like they used to be like people doing like drugs and stuff in the parking lot. But I remember as a kid, I'm like, Wow, there's a Whole Foods literally on the same. So think about this. I'm not saying you may be afraid of my grandma lives, but this is DC. And there's a Whole Foods on the corner. And my grandmother's home is on the other end, like of that same that same block. And so I, I remember I was just so amazed at all the transformation. Now there's like the good graffiti in the neighborhood and stuff and stuff like <laughs> the good graffiti. Girls, what they call them now, the the good yeah. graffiti. So there, there's there's all that stuff in the neighborhood now. And I remember, and I was like. Man, I wonder what my I wonder what this property is worth now. I, I never looked it up because I felt that would be kind of kind of corny to to look up. But there were there there were apartments above the Whole Foods, so I looked up the 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 rent on those studios. It was like three thousand dollars. So I'm like, man. So my my grandmother has a townhome on the same block where there's three thousand dollars studio apartments. Uh, and unfortunately, she she's she's passed she's passed now. But like that 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 house is in our family because my my grandmother took. The generational like action to purchase the home. My parents um, took the gender step, to, generational step to keep it in the in the family as well. And so, um, and then so now like my sister is like renovating the property. And so like you need the, like those kind of those steps to actually build generational wealth. I think a lot of times like in our community, once again, we're so far behind. Instead of like, instead of like, hey, I'm going to get on first base and second base and let let my kid get into the third base and let their kid hit, hit us home. We got to get it all in one swoop. And so we end up doing like this fast money and um, not to knock anybody's hustle, but things like stock options instead of just like investing and like quick, quick money, and, which we end up, so every generation ends up starting back again at zero because we instead of just trying to get on second base, we wanted to, we had to hit yeah. home run. And so, sometimes yeah. you do, sometimes you're, 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 you're Diddy or somebody like that, or you're, you're Jay-Z or I'm, I can't think of where LeBron James and interestingly enough, I'm not naming any like entrepreneurs like like Robert Smith, even though, yeah, Robert Smith, even though he's like a fourth generation um, college graduate, but you need like like to get on base first and then maybe a Robert Smith can come in and like, you know, and actually kind of, you know, um, change the tide of your family for generations and generations like uh, down the line. But yeah, long with an answer, we say um, you need the money, but the knowledge and actually taking uh, steps to. Um, to do something with that money and knowledge.
Are you enjoying this episode? Then stop what you're doing right now. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It really helps our show get pushed to more people who are looking for the information that we're sharing here. We have to share the wealth. If you listen to us on YouTube, make sure you like the episode that you're listening to right now and subscribe to our channel. Then share the channel with somebody else. There are people out there looking for the information you're listening to right now. So make sure you share it with someone who you know needs it. Now back to the show. Wow. I, well, I love that. I love the combination and I love the story. So thank you for, for sharing that. Generational wealth is really the long game. And mm-hmm. like your grandmother, like you said, unfortunately is, is not here anymore, but what she's passed on is now changing the legacy of your family. And I think a lot of times for us, it's hard to think about, yeah, we want our kids to do well and, you know, and your grandkids. But then after that, it's like, you don't know, you don't know those people, they, and they yeah. don't know you. And it's kind of like, what am I going to do? I want to live good now. You yeah. know, like I, I want something for my kids, but I also want to live good now. And that's part of the also trying to hit home runs. So I have something to live with now and can leave something for the kids. But instead of taking like calculated, slower moves that, you know, can get the family as a whole on a different basis. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is we actually ask each guest to come up with a question to ask the next guest. So the last guest had a question for you. Um, He had a quote that said, Grant Cardone had said, get yourself some big problems. Basically like go big, do something bigger because as you elevate in life, you're going to have, your problems are going to just get bigger. They're going to be different, but they're going to be bigger. So what big problems do you want to find yourself in within the next year? A huge problem I want to have within the next year is, so one one thing I'm working on right now is um, kind of building out my my business from a a educational standpoint. So I'm here here in Dallas, I'm I'm a realtor. you know, I help folks here locally, but one of my missions is to help folks like nationwide. So one thing I'm working on is like a, a nationwide network and kind of like this this teaching platform. So a, a big problem I want to have within the next year is basically is how how to deal with how to deal with all the people I'm I'm, I'm working with on a uh, on a in a national level. So right now I'm kind of I'm doing it by myself, right? Because um, I don't have so much volume or there are not so many people that I'm teaching. Like I do like weekly Zoom calls that I can, that I can't handle it myself. But I want to get into an, an issue where I'm like, I don't know how to manage, well, I need to scale my platform and, and bring in more folks and um, have folks, like I edit, like I have a, the podcast and YouTube, I do all the editing myself and I do all the um, the trainings and stuff myself. I want to get into a position where I have, I'm, I'm so busy that I don't have time to edit the stuff myself, to to write up the trainings myself, to to do the, the weekly trainings myself as well. Maybe I can hire somebody else to um, kind of do some of the trainings with me, find another person that's as passionate about home buyer education as I am, or maybe team with somebody else that's doing it, doing it better than me. But, uh, um, you know, when you get so busy that I, I, I need to to scale my business or, or team up with somebody else that's, that's doing it better than I am. I like that. I love that. Collaboration over competition. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So do you have a question for whoever my next guest is? Yes. So this is a, this is a question I would always ask people on my, on my, my, my first, my first date. So like I met my, I met my wife actually online. So, you know, you would do like a, 
uh, eHarmony. So you would ask like questions to people that, before they get to you. So the question I would always ask is, it's a very revealing question to me. I don't think people realize how revealing it is. Their answer is basically, I just say, hey, if you could go back in time and see any three events, what would they be? And I always Ooh. think people's answer is very interesting because it, it tells you what's important to them. So that'll be my question for the next guest. Go back in time, which three events would you want to see in person? Okay. I'm writing that now. Want to see why. That's a good one. And now I'm thinking about <laughs> the answer if I had to answer that. Oh, that's a really great question. Okay. Wow, Dave, this was a really good conversation. We touched on so many different topics. Okay, if so I'm I have like a little my little notes. So we um, started with like you not having any taste anymore. So <laughs> you, you're not going to be able to taste food so that we can eat healthy, right? Um to money just getting really cheap in the Fed decreasing the rates to inflation peaking, trying to get rates increased to bring inflation down to 2%, which might not happen till 24, 25, as, some, as far as some predictions are going. Um, and you should still buy, or it just depends on your personal situation. We have about three and a half, 3.3 months of inventory, which is short for the amount of inventory you normally have in the healthy market. Um, but to, if you're looking to buy and take advantage of the market, you just need to know, first you need to believe, and yes. then you need to know your goals and do your financials and run the numbers and make sure you're not over-purchasing a house. Like, cause we need to get this generational wealth going. And if you overbuy, you buy too high and you can't maintain that house. Now, how are you going to pass something down to your next generations? Um, and that anybody who you follow on social media to make sure that they tell the truth. So if they're pointing at articles, make sure they're talking. If they're not talking, don't believe them. <laughs> All right. So I think that was a great wrap up. I I really appreciate we all, all the listeners to appreciate you coming on and sharing so much value with us today. All right, Dave. So now tell everybody where um, they can reach you, how they can get in contact with you if they're in the Dallas area or even just nationwide and they need home buying tips. All right. Uh, once again, appreciate you having me on the uh, platform. Really uh, appreciate that. You can find me on TikTok or Instagram at House Rich Dave is where you can find me online for a lot of my 60 second tips. And also, if you're listening to this, I think on the podcast, you can check me out as well. Uh, my podcast is House Rich, the first time home buyer show. If you want to go, I would start with like episode 109. That's where I kind of break down those eight steps I gave you, you guys and gals. It's like a 30 minute episode and it goes a lot more in detail on those eight steps. But I think is if you're looking to buy your first home, it's definitely a, a great place to start there. And same thing on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can go to my 2023 home buying playlist. And there's a video called 2023 Home Buying Manifesto, which will kind of break down those eight steps. But I think it's pertinent to anybody buying their first home, no matter what you think your level of expertise uh, is. And if you're looking to check me out here in the Dallas market, once again, you can go to my Instagram page, you can schedule a free one-on-one -on -one with me and uh, we can chat about whatever you want to chat about. It's, it's, it's free. Um, yeah, I just like to give out information. So you don't have to pay anything to uh to talk to me on online. But don't be talking to about nonsense. But um <laughs> <laughs> every nice. structure well, of your call. So we'll make sure we have all those links um in the show notes as well. So it, everyone, if you didn't get to write that down, don't worry, just go to the show notes and we'll have all the links there. But definitely, definitely reach out to Dave if you are considering purchasing a home. If something's eating like a 
twinkle in the back of your mind, just reach out, have a call. He just said he, you know, you could do a free one-on-one -on -one call with him, get some direction, guidance, even if you're not in the Dallas market. So um, thank you again, Dave, for coming on to the show and sharing so much value with all of us. And I really, really hope the listeners got some great value from the conversation that we had today and that they'll, they've took notes. If you didn't take notes, rewind it, mm -hmm. get your pen and paper, take all the notes that you need to, and then reach out to Dave with the questions. All right. So until next time, stay wealthy. Bye. Did you love this episode of share the wealth show? Be sure to connect with Nicole by following her on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. If you picked up any of the gems that were dropped by today's guest, make sure you not only put them in your bag, but if you know of someone who would benefit from this information, don't keep it to yourself. Share the wealth and make sure to leave us a rating and review. We'll see you for next week's episode. Subscribe so you'll be notified.